Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts, coming your way here on this first day of June on this Wednesday. Good to be with you. It is uh, headed for a high of 78 today. We're at 71 now with a couple of thunderstorms around. And uh, glad you're with us today as we uh, come your way from our studios here on Fox Drive. Got a lot going on today, a lot of open line time today. We are going to start, though, with uh, here in the month of June. It is primary month, by the way. In case you haven't heard, uh, June the 28th is when it will be, and that's in a few weeks yet, but uh, the first of our candidates that will be coming through as we go along is Regan Deering, candidate for the Congressional District, 13th District, which is a big one, stretching all the way down to uh, not quite the St. Louis area, but goes quite a bit here from Champaign County down, uh, down that direction. And uh, she is one of the Republican candidates on that side. We'll be having others here as we go along, too, this month. And uh, we're going to meet her from uh, Central Illinois originally. And we'll get her thoughts and let her uh, introduce herself to you and some of her thoughts uh, along the way as uh, she's running in the 13th Congressional District on the Republican side. Then we'll open up the uh, phone lines for open line the rest of the show today after the uh, bottom of the hour. And a lot to talk about. I don't know if you saw it. I've seen $5 a gallon gas. First time in my life I think I've seen that. That's usually something you think, well, that's out in Hawaii or California. Nope, it's here. So that's a problem, of course. And uh, there's lots of other news, too. Janet Yellen says, she's been all over the TV today, uh, wrong on inflation. It's uh, doing a lot worse than we thought it would a few months ago. So, yeah, it's high, difficult, and a lot to discuss there as well. So we'll do all of that, 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk, at wdws.com. Well, we'll introduce you to Regan Deering coming up next here on A Penny for Your Thoughts as we hit the month of June. Glad you're with us. All right, we're back on a penny for your thoughts here, nine twelve at Newstalk fourteen hundred DWS. We got a uh, open line coming up here in a little bit after the uh, bottom of the hour. A lot of news on inflation. We talked about gas prices. If you're seeing what you're seeing out there, we I saw in here in town for the first time five dollars a gallon, which um, I didn't think I'd ever see. So there it is. It is what it is, as they say. And we're glad you're with us. We'll discuss some of those things as we uh, go along. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven for the open line segment coming up in a little bit, and of course the text line as always is uh, is open. All right, uh, we've been doing on Wednesdays. We've had our uh, community conversation on violence. We've done that since uh, January, and uh, pausing that at least for now. Uh, I know the News Gazette's doing a couple more, and then uh, as we get 
deeper into the summer. If things come up again, we'll certainly have guests on. But uh, it is primary month, and Regan is Deering, uh, Regan Deering is with us. She's uh, running for Congress on the Republican side in the 13th Congressional District, and she is here. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thank you Good. for having me yeah. this morning. Finally made it to June. It's in. Yeah. Less <laughs> 27 days today until primary yeah, day. But who's counting, right? Me. Yeah, yeah. I'm counting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you grew up around here, right? Yes, I mean, I'm Central from Decatur. Decatur. Mm-hmm. And you were involved in the schools over there, right? Yeah, I have um, children in public school there now. Mm-hmm. Um, my younger two uh, are sixth, just finished sixth grade and freshman year. Okay. So that was exciting. We also have a son that's a junior in school in Indiana. But um, yeah, in Decatur, I had a opportunity to serve on the Decatur Public Schools Foundation Board, mm-hmm. which was a, a great opportunity to be able to advocate for private dollars and getting uh, the best education for our kids, kind of yeah. some extra opportunities and teacher, gla- teacher grants for um, exceptional classroom opportunities, mm-hmm. which was, you know, a, a variety of things in uh, a variety of topics. And then we had some of my favorites where we built a judo studio in the middle school, <laughs> which was uh, a wonderful um, place for your non-traditional athletes mm-hmm. to kind of find their find their way with some discipline and some teamwork. So it was really um, great work. Mm. Great work. I yeah. was happy to do that. Gives you some insight on schools and how they work, I'm sure. And Yeah, Decatur yeah. Public Schools is very large in the state of Illinois, and um, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> like many uh, communities yeah. in their public schools, we, we really need to get back to focusing on kind of the core subjects and yeah. getting our getting our um, our levels up and our, our proficiencies for sure. Tell us a little more about your family and your husband. So my husband Brian and I will be coming up on marriage 19 years okay. this fall. We met in Decatur. Uh, he's a graduate of Millican University and um, I came home for the holidays while living and working in Chicago. Um, we met at the Lincoln Lounge in downtown Decatur. You know, the rest they say is history. The rest is history. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we have um, we've been raising our children in Decatur. Um, our oldest just turned 17. Mm. So yeah, we've had great opportunities at a few um, different work positions in Decatur. I had a small business in a tutoring company, kind of maintaining my education mm-hmm. expertise and bringing that service to Decatur and. About the last eight or ten years, I've been working for low-income families in Decatur through a nonprofit called Northeast yeah. Community Fund. Hmm. Well, you've certainly uh, gotten involved in a lot of things, and Decatur is kind of in the middle of this really long district mm-hmm. that yeah. stretches. Did you, when you started running for this, did you go, wow, this is a big district? It is I mean, a big district. It's about 525 miles yeah. that we're covering, and it's uh, very gerrymandered. It got an F minus. So, you know, we, we have to the eastern edge here in Champaign-Urbana and then through Urban Decatur and Springfield and then down all the way to the Metro East. Mm. So it is quite a breath, but I really am finding great conversations with voters throughout the district. We all want a lot of the same things. And so knowing that I'm somebody that wants to take their concerns to Washington has is, is really mm. afforded me a, a front row seat to, you know, high gas prices and mm-hmm. out of control inflation and people concerned about crime in their neighborhoods and i think that the response is really great for someone that has rolled up their sleeves and worked in their community and wants to do the same in finding success for all throughout the 13th i know in reading about you and learning about your background a little bit you know you're a housewife you've you've been involved in schools you've done a lot of things locally mm-hmm. and you think Okay, now why would I want to go to Washington, D.C.? I mean, why would you want to get into that game, I guess? 
You know. Well, I did ask that hard question of many <laughs> that are there currently and have gone before me because, you know, we have such turmoil in our country right now. And I think voters and just citizens in general are really feeling disconnected. Um, why is it that those that are in D.C. seem to be making policy and, and spending dollars in a way that just doesn't feel right to them? And I know I feel the same way, too. And we have an open seat here in the Illinois 13th, and I asked those in Washington, is it as swampy there as it looks from out here? Yeah. Because it's one thing to get elected, and it's another thing to legislate. And I didn't want to go there and hate it. Um, and feel like we couldn't make progress because that's really my goal is to know that, um, you know, I have advocated for myself and my family and kind of fought those powerful players. And I wanted to be able to make that same progress in Washington. So I think that we've got to get people that have worked hard and, and made the hard choices to really stand in the gap and and advocate for us. Regan Deering is with us. She's a candidate in the 13th Congressional District on the Republican side, one of a handful of candidates running coming up on uh, June the 28th. Um, is it your sense that, uh, and I think you've touched on this, that the folks in Washington just have overstepped way beyond what most people want done? I, I think mean, that's I'm thinking true. of everything from COVID to everything else. Yeah, I think it's really been a slippery slope in the last few years. I mean, I'm somebody that definitely wants to advocate for individual freedoms and, you know, not into the mandates of what have been forced down our throats really in the last two years. Um, you know, myself taking on Governor Pritzker and the mask mandate for my girls in school, I just knew it was um, what needed to happen. I wasn't getting the response I wanted from my local school board. And the next step for me was a legal fight. And I was thrilled that we had a win. We had over 800 parents that stood up and said, this is not in the best interest of our children. Of course, we've seen the damaging effects that have come from remote learning and school closures and having kids wear masks and the social um, damage that has happened along with the learning loss. I mean, mm -hmm. in Decatur, we had public schools that were out for over a year trying to do remote learning. Um, and it just obviously wasn't the best situation. So I do feel like we need people to go to Washington that are going to um, make the tough choices, are going to ask the hard questions, and more importantly, find ways to make progress. I mean, I know that there are people on both sides of the aisle that are going there for the right reasons and really want to pick up good wins for their communities. I mean, we have these huge omnibus bills that are just stalled and, you know, seem to go on forever and are very out of touch and include a lot of wasteful spending and, um, we just need reprioritization, and we need people that want to go and make that change, like myself. You're, uh, if elected, you're one of uh, 435 in the House. Uh, obviously, the House has been bitterly divided. Uh, it's pretty close, and it's 50-50 in the Senate. So how do you, as one person, go to Washington and make a difference? I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to say, hey, I want to do this and this and this, but... You're well, one. I am yeah. one, and I will be a newbie one yeah. as a, a freshman <laughs> congresswoman. But I know that there has been good legislation put forth, and I think that for me, I want to go and seek out those opportunities to find um, – you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel also, mm -hmm. always, but we, we need to reprioritize and we need to find those common ground areas where um, people on both sides of the aisle can can come together and pass legislation. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we didn't have a 50, you know, 50-50 split in the Senate mm -hmm. or, you know, votes along party lines or maybe one person moved one way or the other and then, of course, is vilified by their party. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to be able to 
get back to putting the people first. And really, that's, I mean, that's one person, that's one vote. Sometimes these votes are decided by one. Mm-hmm. So I know that I am strong in my convictions and my conservative values, and I, I plan to be able to put my head on the pillow at night knowing that I voted the best way for my constituents back here in central Illinois. And as a Republican, I'm assuming you're hoping that um, if, and a lot of people are predicting a big November for Republicans, mm-hmm. that you would be in the majority, which you would hope would give you a little more working for sure. Ability to yeah, I think this is going to be a great year for Republicans. I mean, the Democrats are giving us every opportunity every day to um, to fight back and say this is not what we need. We, you know, we out of control spending, a wide open border, you know, crime in our neighborhoods, and just that top down feeling of, you know, they're not representing us and our values and our desires and our American way of life. And so we've got to be able to come together as Republicans. We've got to be able to push um, an agenda that is success for all, less government, America first, you know, Mm -hmm. just getting that progress done. And I think that when we reclaim the majority in November, we'll be able to work back. I mean, we're going to have Biden as president for two more years. So we've got to be able to kind of put the brakes on on some of this radical um, spending and agenda items and be able to do the hard work. Yeah. Well, this uh, we just saw the shootings down in Texas, uh, shooting in Buffalo. Anytime there's a big event like that, particularly with involving children, uh, there's always a clamor from Washington. Okay, we've got to do something about guns, and but how do you do that and not infringe on the Second Amendment? Is is there a path there at all that well, you can see? I mean, my heart is broken for those um, families all throughout this country that are victims of senseless gun violence. I mean, if we talk about getting to the root of the problem and when we have ill-intentioned people with access to guns that are just, you know, doing behavior that is unimaginable to most of us. Um, It's frustrating to me that it quickly becomes a partisan issue and people are standing at the podium already talking about gun legislation. I think that we do need to have the hard conversation with the right people around the table at what are outcomes that can continue to reduce the gun violence we have here in mm-hmm. this country. Mm-hmm. The other big uh, news, of course, that came out recently was a Supreme Court leak involving the justices potentially overturning Roe versus Wade. We don't know if that's the ultimate result. I guess we'll find out here in a few weeks, probably around primary day. Mm-hmm. I, I think would it was guess. supposed to be late June, early yeah, July. Yeah, and it came out that way. And so, I mean, your thoughts on that, um, I know for pro-life uh, folks, this has been talked about for 50 years, mm-hmm. about getting this overturned and getting it back to the states. If you talk to legal scholars, well, it was a bad law in the first place and whatever. Just your thoughts on all of that. What? Sure. Well, personally, having been given the opportunity to be adopted at just a few days old by a loving and supportive family, that has definitely shaped my perspective Mm -hmm. on the pro-life argument. Um, I work every day to know that uh, my family is supporting me and my birth mother made the choice that she was going to give me life. And of course, I have three children of my own, so I know how precious and how valuable um, our babies are. And I will do everything in my power to be able to support life at all stages, as well as support women and and families in crisis. I mean, we have um, overturned the Hyde Amendment, which at the federal level, of course, um, doesn't allow taxpayer dollars to be spent Mm -hmm. on abortions. We need those taxpayer dollars to be supporting women in crisis, too. We need to be able to give them all their options. And so, I mean, as a candidate myself, I know that the sanctity of life is valuable for me, and I will continue to advocate for that Mm -hmm. at the federal level. 
Champaign County. You're in Champaign County today. I, I think. Did I see you won a recent straw poll in Champaign County? Did I, I did. Did I see I that? Did. Yeah. Uh, we had the Lincoln Day dinner straw poll, um, and I came out as the top candidate for the Illinois 13th with 46 percent of the vote, okay. besting the well, next candidate by 10 yeah. points. Yes, yeah. it was. It was a good win. <laughs> yeah. I felt really good. I yeah. think that um, having the endorsement of the now late former congressman tim johnson um mm-hmm. has really given me an opportunity to connect with voters here in champaign i mean his legacy of constituent services is, is like no mm-hmm. other and um although i only had a short amount of time with him to be able to to walk the lincoln square mall yeah, you did that, you made the walk oh with yeah, him? yeah made the walk um he brought <laughs> quite a few friends and colleagues in so um we really have had some wonderful conversations since then and he has connected me to others in this district that really like like him know our elected officials are there to serve the people mm-hmm. and we cannot forget that it's you know we're moving farther and farther away it seems um you know myself as an engaged voter and someone that challenges my congressman um you know just mm-hmm. knowing what what is being done what you know what are you prioritizing i i do realize that you know the days that in, are happening in washington and the committees and the votes and things or just a few a week. And then when you come back home, your job is not over. You know, you have to continue to talk with your constituents and with your neighbors and those in your community about what their concerns are. Um, I think Tim's constituent service, I mean, the, there's stories of him walking around always and just 100 mm-hmm. phone calls a day. He made me laugh because he said, I was never on the phone fundraising. I was always on the phone talking with uh, voters and, and how I could help. And if I can just do a fraction of what um, you know, he did to be able to serve mm. those in my community. I'll I'll take that yeah. as a win. Nine twenty six. Couple more minutes here with Regan Deering. She is the candidate on the Republican side, thirteenth congressional district. Of course, the primary day is uh, June the twenty eighth. Uh, coming up. What else are you hearing across the district? Biggest concerns from people that are, are you sensing people are more plugged in, or do you still run across voters that are? I don't know, maybe not as tuned in. They're they're interested in other things. Well, I think that top of mind for everyone is these out-of-control costs. I mean, and that is probably going to motivate them to go to the polls. I mean, we have been talking about June 28th for, (laughs) you know, five, six months now and just getting people out to vote. And this is a year that we need to be able to be heard. Um, You know, it's so key in the 13th being an open seat that we hold on and we keep a Republican in that seat so that we can just put a stop to some of these out of control spending. Um, You know, when we have families that are showing up, like I said, I've done work at Northeast Community Fund. We're seeing more people than ever come for a food box. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they can take just a little less burden, you know, on their family budget as far as groceries go, they're lining up. Um, You know, we have had an appeal to donors to just continue to bless us with food and dollars to be able to provide for these families. But, you know, if it's not the food relief, then it's electricity bills and Mm Amron bills. I mean, there are just so many things it feels like holding us back and pushing us down and there's no end in sight. I mean, we have primary day coming up and, it's it's hard to think that we're not even going to get there until January to be able to make some of those strides. But with with um, you know with continuing costs, like you said, five dollars for gas. I mean, it's just it's just heartbreaking mm-hmm. to know <clears throat> that um, you know people are are carpooling, people are taking public transportation. I I have kids that um, I would drive to school, and I was sitting in the carpool line talking to one mom. She said, "I'm putting them on the bus in the morning now." 
because that's just gas that I can save and not mm-hmm. take that trip. I mean, these are heartbreaking stories, and we just have to be able to put the brakes on, and that's going to take good legislators to, to kind of rein in that spending. Yeah, that's what I, I sense, because it's not just buying gas, but it's the supply chain, mm-hmm. the supply line, the cost to the, sh- the truckers and everybody else getting it all it's it all adds stage. up. I mean, at every, every stage, stage, it adds up. Yeah, and, I mean, things like baby formula crisis. I yeah. mean, we live in America. Who could have imagined that we were going to have, you know, the the most vulnerable and these young mothers, you know, single mothers and single fathers who are saying, literally putting out, please, is anyone going over to Indiana today? Can anyone find, you know, what I'm looking for in a specialty store in your small town? I mean, we just have to do better. Um, We have to be able to plan better. We have to be able to, you know, legislate better. We have to partner better. I mean, we all deserve better. And it's going to take committed people who have sat at the table and, you know, done the hard work to be able to to make some good progress. Because I think that's what's interesting is so many times in Washington they're arguing about stuff. And then you've got everyday people trying to make ends meet. Losing. Every day. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, I, I have a sense that inflation, pocketbook book issues, all of those things, when it gets to that point, mm-hmm. that's why people are really going to be upset. Yeah, that's yeah. what's going to be the motivating factor for voters in November. And like you said, when we talk about primary voters and engaging people in this process, I mean, my message to people all throughout this district have, you can't just send me to Washington to do all the work. You know, you have to get stay committed at the local level, too. We have school boards. We have city councils. We have county boards, um, library boards. You know, people are, are really waking up to the idea that all politics are local, mm-hmm. and even someone as a national representative has got to take those local issues to the national stage. So I've, I've been um, encouraged by people that I have met throughout the district who are saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to step up and run for this seat or – I'm a precinct committeeman. I mean, we need poll watchers. We need election judges. We kind of have to be all in this year. (laughs) And everybody can do their part. I mean, I think that you can support candidates locally. You can, you know, for someone like me, you can talk to a neighbor, take them to the polls with you. You can say, hey, I met Regan. I really think that she's what we need here in the Illinois 13th. I would ask you to vote for her on June 28th. Mm -hmm. Um, Early voting has already started. So yeah. there's a handful of people that have already, um, you know, messaged me. Hey, I loved taking the opportunity to vote for you already. I know you're going to do a great job in Washington. But we do have to all row in the same direction and, mm-hmm. and make our voices heard. Yeah. Well, good luck with everything. Any any final thoughts you want to make to the voters in Champaign County? Well, on, I just you know. I I look for any opportunity to connect with voters in Champaign County. So you can follow along on our website, which is Regan the Number Four Congress dot com. Reach out to our team. We had a woman comment on a Facebook post we made uh, just two days ago and said, "Hey, you're going to be in Champaign County, and we're going to get together with a couple of moms and mm-hmm. and kids to be able to just talk about what their concerns are and how I can best represent them in Washington." So, mm-hmm. um, you know. We're always looking for support, whether that's spreading our name, making a small contribution, if you can, to the campaign so that we can continue to spread the message of we the people. Hey, good luck. 27 more days. Yes. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you having (laughs) me Good to meet you. Yeah. Good to have you here. There you go. Regan Daring with us, candidate in the 13th Congressional District. 932. Let me get to a break here. We've got CBS News coming up and back with more after this. All right, we're back on a penny for your thoughts. 
935 at DWS. And uh, thank you to Regan Deering for coming by and being with us for a little bit. And uh, you can check out all the information on all, any of the candidates, of course. If you go to the uh, – we've had the League of Women Voters on, the Champaign County League of Women Voters, uh, with all the candidate profiles, you can certainly uh, talk about all of that as well. 9.35, our news brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Here's CBS. on a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us here. Open line up until 11 o'clock today. And a lot of open open line time here the last uh, couple of days of this week. Here we're on uh, June the 1st today. A couple of thunderstorms in store for us today. And a high of 78. Some showers tonight, a low of 58. Tomorrow morning shower in spots. Otherwise, more clouds than sun. And a high of 77. All right, a big story today in the News Gazette having to do with uh, electrical costs as electric supply rates doubles today. Those in municipal aggregation uh, deals not affected. Wholesale prices are spiking, though. And Deborah Pressey has that story in the News Gazette today, so you can check it out. I heard the uh, mayor, Deb Finan, on this morning talking about that a little bit. Uh, On the issue of electric energy charges and aggregation, unlike residents in Champaign and Urbana, Savoy residents are no longer under an agreement. In other words, Savoy residents will probably be facing the $52 a month rate increases that are mentioned in the News Gazette today. Why was this contract allowed to expire? Uh, One of our listeners is asking in that regard. That's a good question. I don't know. uh, I know that uh, it's, I think we've been talking about uh, aggregation for about 10 years, and there have been different times that has come up in the community over that last decade. And I know some communities opted for it and others didn't. So I don't know. Uh, that would be a good question for the folks in Savoy to uh, talk about if you're connected to the uh, city council down there or the, the village board, whatever the case may be. Um, let us know. Uh, 940 at News Talk 1400, DWS. Zoe is on with us today. Hi, Zoe. Hi, Brian. Well, I have to say I was very impressed with your guest. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> And so the only thing that worries me is I'm afraid the conservative vote's going to get divided, which, of course, the Democrats are thrilled about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't realize that Tim had endorsed her, and it makes me, and I really did like her. I mean, I really do. Oh, I was yeah. disappointed that she couldn't stay on for questions from us. And I know she's busy. I mean, I no, criticize. That, that was more my choice. I was just, oh. I'm putting in, you know, 25 minutes just to kind of introduce everybody I to know. I just would have, yeah. you know, I think that too many of these, and I, and she's not, she doesn't strike me as a politician, politician, but too many of them, and I could, I can think of some names, will not go on and let people ask them questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them that are in office right now won't ever. They, it's all canned, and I won't even listen to their mm-hmm. interviews with the media because I know it's all been set up and it's all, you know, programmed and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, but I did. I really liked her. Now, I have to ask a different sub- on a different subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about this electric with Savoy? Because I am not up on this, and I live in Savoy, and I would like to know um, what what's going on with with Savoy. I mean, do you know anything? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I know Deb wrote about it. Um, Many Champaign-Urbana residents are shielded from the increase. Of course, that's not Savoy, but uh, under under terms of the 
aggregation contracts that both cities have with alternate power suppliers. Residents who didn't opt out of the deals only pay Ameren for power delivery, though they still get the one combined bill for Ameren for both their alternate supplier and Ameren's delivery charge. Oh. I, and I don't know what all that means. But I don't either. <laughs> so, but <laughs> I just read it and I don't understand it. But but I, I have a... I thought, but I don't know if this is electric or gas, that we can buy ours in some way from different people. I mean, different, I thought, you know. But I don't really understand the whole thing, and so I have a feeling we're in trouble. Yeah, I I think the mayor described it as like doing it in bulk buy, I think. The city does or something, and then, Mm -hmm. uh, and the supply rates. come around and try to sell us different energy people, try to Mm -hmm. sell us uh, you know, and I did opt for the Savoy one, you know, the whatever they use. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, I guess I'm going to find out. Yeah. Well, I, hope it <laughs> I may not go up too like much. what I find out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you so hey. much. And oh, I just I was I was impressed with her, and now I'm so torn. Yeah. Well, so, thank you. But that's that's what makes a horse race. That's I guess, right. You know? That's right. But Thanks. as I said, I am worried about that divided vote. I would have liked to talk to her about that, but I, mm-hmm. I had so many things I wanted mm-hmm. to ask her. So maybe you, I don't know if you'll have a chance to have her on again or not. But we might. Yeah. We'll see and, as we know, go along. Maybe for a little longer. <laughs> Thank you. Right. I, if you can. Thanks, Thank you, Zoe. Brian. Yeah. Bye. Appreciate it. Yep. 217-356-9397. Uh, the price of gas in Indiana is 432, Missouri 436, Iowa 433, uh, Illinois 509. Red versus blue. Pretty obvious who's in charge, your listener says. Another Texas, can the government send out gas cards so people can get out to vote? <laughs> oh, so what, who is it was offering gas? Somebody locally was doing that as part of a promotion. Not government gas cards, but gas cards. Um, um, Regan mentioned people waking up. I thought woke was bad for the GOP. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I do. I do sense that, uh, and I think she's right. Uh, Regan is right. I think there's a lot of people. I mean, no matter what the the um, philosophical discussion is, when things are going well in the economy, then people can argue about, you know, transgender, or you can argue about, you know, guns, or you can argue about this, or you can argue about that, or you know, how much should the government be spending, and what about the deficit, and. I mean, those are all luxuries you have when the economy is doing well. When the economy is not doing well in the sense that everybody is paying more for everything, chicken and beef and milk and gas, and, I mean, that stuff adds up. And if you're on a tight budget, I mean, people, they don't care about all that other stuff. You can argue about that till you're blue in the face, but, hey, what about my gas price? Why is it costing me five? Why is it costing me sixty, eighty, a hundred dollars to fill up? That's the... That's where people get mad, and sometimes uh, think issues like that, which is why a lot of people feel Republicans are going to have a big fall uh, in November, and I mean in the, in the fall election. They're going to have a big year, a successful year, is because people are, are going to get fed up over time. It's like, you know, I'm not voting for them. Good grief. You know, I'm voting for someone that's going to try to at least try to do something about this. So uh, that's what the pocketbook pocketbook issues are where people really get upset, and it just kind of um, the day to day living things. That's what obliterates whatever noise is coming out of D.C. or Washington, or at the, even at the state level out of Springfield. People just I don't care. How, you know, why am I paying five dollars for gas? 
that becomes the issue, and that's where a lot of people vote. So I think she's right on with that. All right, 946 at DWS. Back in a moment here with more Penny for Your Thoughts. Open line till 11. Nine forty nine on our way up until uh, news here at the top of the hour two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is our number text line is two one seven three five one five three five seven and you can email us talk at wdws dot com. My wife's doing a little work over in Springfield today. She says gas is five ten a gallon over in Springfield, and I'm pretty sure I saw it here in town just over five dollars. So there you go. And how high will it be by the end of the summer? And what if we have uh, one? I know Mike Hale was uh, showing me a story he saw on our Light Rock uh, sister station. Uh, what happens if there's a hurricane that shuts down the refineries for two or three days or a week? That could be a problem, too. All right. Uh, 217-356-9397. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at WDWS.com. Roofs by Roger. 46 years of experience for Roger Oakletree. A good man there. He's got great folks that work for him, too. Aaron and Janelle and others. They work with the insurance companies on handling claims, so you don't have to do that. That's nice if you have some for your roof. Free estimates, residential and commercial work they do. Uh, the number is 217-834-3800, 217-834-3800. All new roofs come with a 50-year system warranty. As a GAF-certified master elite installer, they're able to offer extended warranties. Only 3% of roofing contractors in the U.S. hold the highest distinction of being a master elite contractor. So they've been in business since I've been in college, and that's a while ago. Since 1985, that was before, when did Top Gun come out? 86, the original one? Yeah, that's about that time. That's how long they've been at it. And they're still going here in 2022. Local and longtime pillar in the community. Roofs by Roger, 217-834-3800. 951 at News Talk 1400, DWS. We go to the phones to Barb. Good morning, Barb. Good morning, Brian. This is Barb again. Hey, good to have you on. Thank you. We just made a trip to uh, Tennessee. My daughter has a retirement home on Real Foot Lake, Tennessee, which is in the uh, east-west corner. We're only three miles into Tennessee out of Kentucky. Oh, okay. And the gas, are you ready? Yeah. The gas down here, 404. 404. Wow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And we filled up, and as we come through Kentucky, it was 419. And when we got, we crossed the Ohio River um, just south of Cairo, and we got to there, it was 467. And when we got on the interstate and started home, it was right up to almost $5. Mm. You know, four. Hard to believe, yeah, it's it? hard to believe. It is, yeah. I mean, um, it is. And you think a year ago, a year ago, you'd have thought 404 was crazy. And now it sounds pretty good. It does. And that's a big resort area. They have a lot of, uh, it's a big fishing lake. And uh, they have a lot of people coming from everywhere into there. So they could raise it, you know, if they wanted to. Mm. And yet it stays at 4.04. It was 4.04. So we filled up and rode it as long as we could. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway. That's what you got to do. She retires in October. She's leaving Illinois for Tennessee for a beautiful home on the lake down there. So 
that'll be exciting. She was born and raised in Champaign, but it's just too hard right now to live here and retire. So yeah, it is. Anyway, yeah. It is. So if you want to drive to Tennessee, you can get cheap gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might cost you a bit to get there, but yes. It might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay, very good. Mom, well, thank bye you. Bye. Appreciate you, Barb. Thank yep. you. You bet. 217-356-9397. I did see a uh, story, and I've got it I've got it here somewhere, and I don't know where I put it. The uh, cities, the cities that are growing the most... But the places that are growing the most, the states that have seen the biggest increase in population are Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Those are the three. And I had some specific uh, numbers on uh, those cities, and I'll have to look those up here as I go along. I'm not sure where I put them. But uh, no surprise, I think Fort Myers was on that list. A lot of people leaving states like Illinois, like New York, like California. And see, everybody used to go to California. That was the idea, right? But, uh, yeah, it's the cost of living has just um, gotten so high in all those states through a variety of reasons. And people are speaking with their feet. There's no doubt about that. 9.54 at News Talk 1400 DWS. And what happens is you lose, like Illinois, lost a congressional seat, which is why Mary Miller and Rodney Davis are running against each other because they're two current Congress folks. They threw him in the same district, and we had Regan Deering on earlier. She's running in the old district that Rodney Davis used to be in, the 13th. But uh, everything gets redrawn, and uh, you lose population, you lose seats, you lose representation, and that's what happens. All right, let me get a break in. Back with more here. Got some more open line time at hour number two here on DWS. Nine fifty-seven. On a pity for your thoughts, CBS News coming up here at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, one uh, texter said, "So far, I've not heard actions on addressing the out-of-control drug overdoses, fentanyl, which still leads in death rates. Yeah, fentanyl has been a big, big problem." And hi, Brian. Why isn't the media reporting? Okay, let me see if I've got this. Hi, Brian. Why isn't the media reporting on the person who shot and killed a shooter that was going to shoot up people? Okay, I'm not sure what story you're referring to. Uh, I guess it's not in favor of the Democratic Party. There are only 11 states that have a red flag law. They are not all called red flag, and Texas is not one of them. I'm guessing you're referring to uh, having some, if somebody's got a mental a known uh, situation mentally where they probably should not have a uh, gun. Um, red flags, I guess, would keep them from getting them. Is that what is that what you're saying, I guess, is what you're referring to? Uh, hey, Brian, isn't it wonderful Pritzker is going to save us two cents a gallon in July? <laughs> yeah, never they had the fight over the uh, little labels they were going to put on the gas tanks to tell you that the legislature suspended the uh, gas tax, so... Yeah, that's not going to make much difference. It's kind of going to make the same difference that the uh, release of the oil from the Strategic Oil Reserve did. Same effect. I'm just telling you, everything that is done in Washington is done with a political calculation. Everything. Everything. Everything done in Springfield a lot of times is done. There's a political calculation to it as well. It just is. That's, that's the nature of the beast. It's not being critical of the people that do it. That's just the way it works. So you got to always kind of look at that and say, okay, what's the uh, what's the political calculation here? 
And why are they doing that today? Huh, well, I wonder why. Let me think about it. You'd be surprised. WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Back with more after this. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. All right, welcome back. Hour number two of A Penny for Your Thoughts here as we roll along on this Wednesday. Welcome to the month of uh, June. As uh, we're not officially, what, June, when is it, June 21? I think June, somewhere around that range usually uh, is the first official day of summer. But, hey, Memorial Day is come and gone, so that's kind of where we are. And uh, it felt like it over the weekend, so we can say that everything is uh, greening up nicely here as we work our way into June. Primary month, we had uh, Regan Deering on with us, 13th Congressional District candidate on the Republican side. If you miss any of that, if you tuned in late, want to get to know her a little bit, you can uh, check out the podcast a little later today, a little after 1 o'clock probably for the podcast. So check that out at WDWS.com. All right, lots of emails and texts here, a lot of it having to do with gas. If uh, someone can't afford a $5 a gallon gas, how can someone afford a $65,000 electric car? We don't have a race problem. We have a class problem. The administration is serving their God, which is climate change, this listener says. Another uh, text says on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, Good morning, Brian. I've supported Rodney Davis for years. I really liked him. After listening to his commercials about Mary Miller, my opinion of him has changed because I know Mary personally. I've known her and her husband, Chris, long before she got elected to Congress. She got into politics because she saw the direction of our country it was going, and she loves our country. So I've lost a lot of my respect for Rodney. Yeah, the uh, I, I can tell you the uh, political ads, uh, the political campaigning, and I'm sure a lot of the candidates find it very distasteful. I mean, to to get into the the nitty gritty of of ads along the way, and then you know it's just uh, you know you you almost don't recognize the people that are being talked about in the ad because it becomes a it's a fight to the survival of the fittest, basically. You know, and you throw in the the ads from the uh, packs and from the you know different groups, different organizations, and then it gets really it's a it's a blood sport, as they say. It's it's not very pretty. Uh, 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line is 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Let's go back to the phones to Herb. Good morning, sir. Well, well, it's not sir. Uh, oh. <laughs> I appreciate appreciate the title. How are you this morning? Good. I'm doing Okay. Yeah, well, uh, I've kind of gone into sensory overload here, uh, what with Texas and some of the other things. So, a uh, quick comment on the Texas deal. Uh, as usual, I think the uh, administration's taken the wrong turn. They always attack guns. I think the logical thing is what they don't want to do, harden schools, 
So anyway, that's enough about that. Uh, inflation, the history of printing money with no backing uh, has always caused inflation. I don't know why a man as old as Joe Biden, although I don't think he's doing much with the country anyway, doesn't remember that that's what happens. You print money with no backing, you get inflation. Uh, fuel prices, well, I think I called one other time and told you that Al Gore said in the year 2000 that we needed to get oil prices to $5 a gallon before people would accept electric cars. Hmm. Well, we're there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not too long. It's been a couple weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, uh, Dave Gentry had a report about the lack of progress with electric car agenda. I mean, it's really kind of in the tank. Uh, we're not prepared for electric cars. We, we, number one, we don't have enough. And uh, like the, the previous text there, uh, people can't afford $5 gas. They can't afford $65,000 cars. Uh, anyway, uh, as far oh, the... Uh, Paying off student debt, I think that's going to, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot again because they are going to offend a lot of really, well, blue collar workers who they kind of, you know, they promote that it's for the middle class that they're doing everything. But a lot of middle class people have suffered and uh, had made sacrifices to send their schools to, their, their kids to school. And all you're going to do is insult them by saying you're going to pay off somebody's student debt. Hmm. And I my finally thought, a final thought is, and it's really not my thought. I don't know whether I'm allowed to use use quotes or not. But uh, oh, as long as they're clean. Oh, the, yeah. it is okay. It's from it's C.S. Lewis. Yeah. You, you know who was oh, a, yeah. once a liberal and became a little bit. Uh, conservative, although there were questions about that. Mm -hmm. And his, his quote says, progress means getting nearer to the place you want to be. And if you have taken a wrong turn, then to go forward does not get you any nearer. If you're on the wrong road, progress means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. Mm -hmm. So this administration might do well to learn when they have chosen the wrong path. All right, sir. Hey, thank you. Yes, you're good, welcome. Good thank thoughts. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. 1016 at News Talk 1400 DWS. If you want to save some money on the interior uh, painting and uh, want to get a good job done, uh, Chad Everett is the owner of Precision Painting. Wouldn't the inside of your house look better with a new coat of paint? Well, they've been in business 20 years, and their goal is to earn your letter of recommendation. Angie's List Reviews are A-rated. They're recipient of the Super Service Award for the last two years from Angie's List. They'll help with the colors. They'll move the furniture. You don't have to move the furniture. They'll do all that and put it back when they're done. And when they're on the job, they're on the job. They're not hopping around, let's do a room here, and we'll jump to this house, and we'll jump over. No, they're working on the job to finish it. Work on kitchen cabinets, too. So give them a call or text, 217-637-6288, 217-637-6288, or go to their website at y, w -H -Y, precision com. 
And one thing I was thinking about, um, what our previous caller was was mentioning, you know, talking about you've got high gas prices, well, then the electric vehicles are so expensive. There's also a supply issue with some of the electric vehicles that I was reading about recently, uh, where, it, you know, it could be weeks or months if you were to get one. It would take a long time to get it. Um, and so, and par- part of the issue over the years, people that have, have been proponents of uh, more, you know, mass transportation or using less of your cars or whatever, they always argued that, well, as long as gas is cheap, people aren't going to be incentivized to do something else. I mean, if it's, and, and the old argument was all the time, back and forth, was, well, we need to put lay groundwork for more infrastructure for electric vehicles in the future. Well, what's the cost of one? Well, they're too expensive. Well, I'm not doing that. You know, the consumers, I mean, they... <laughs> American consumer drives a lot of stuff, uh, no pun intended, and one of those is, you know, what what cars they're driving, what fossil fuels they're using, how they're getting around, how they're getting to their jobs, how they're paying their bills, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, when Al Gore said that several years ago, I mean, in in the sense that he's right, it it would take something like that to where people go, oh, what's my other option? Oh, what's the other option? Oh, it's electric vehicles. Oh, do we have any? How much do they cost? I mean, we haven't. And we're kind of in that point right now where people are starting to think about, okay, now maybe I need to take the bus more, or maybe I need to do something different, or I get, where's my bike? Can I get it to the, you know, those kind of things. Um, but, you know, as long as gas is cheap and plentiful, then, uh, you know, that's, I'm talking over decades here, and then you're not going to change the, the way it goes. Uh, 217-356-9397. Hi, Brian. It amazes me these price increases are intentional policy of Biden, Pritzker, and the Democrats as their war on fossil fuels continues. They're shutting down power plants, pipelines, oil and gas exploration all over the country. Even while they're told that working people are suffering through skyrocketing energy costs and inflation, they care more about their radical environmental supporters than suffering Americans. Biden calls it the pain of his transition to an all-electric economy. So expect higher prices for power and energy, brown and blackouts, as the energy shortages cover the entire country. 1020 at DWS. That's on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Ursula is with us. Hi, Ursula. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Hanging in there. Good. Uh, you know, the gun that everybody's talking about, I don't know anything about guns. Okay, this might seem uh, very simplistic, but what's a... Uh, a weapon like that that was created for the army uh you know ser- services how did it get into the popular uh, uh p- people into the you know majority of yeah. people general population uh, yeah. yeah general population yeah. Uh, i mean how did that happen i mean it shouldn't have ever been available it's like a Gatling gun, isn't it seems like to me in the olden days they used to say Gatling gun or whatever mm-hmm. Where you know, um, and so I don't I don't understand who why there's such a difficulty to just ban it from popular usage. Yeah. I don't understand it, and 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 you know they said those poor children that they had to use uh, DNA to identify them. I mean that 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 is going to be in our news for a long time till they really figure out. Oh, just to think about it is mm. makes you makes you sick, doesn't it? Yeah, right. Really, yeah. really sick. But how how did it get in? It's an you know service weapon. 
And uh, what do you, you know, people that go hunting take pride in getting the correct shot from what I've seen on TV mm-hmm. so it doesn't, you know, mar the pelt of the animal or blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so they don't want a lot of bullets into something. So uh, I don't understand it. How did it ever get on the market? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm yeah. guessing some military folks can explain it to us. Yeah, that um, would be nice Yeah, because there's no sense to it. Yeah. Okay, listen, I'll let you go, All okay? Right. Thank Bye. you, Ursula. Good to hear Bye. from you on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Open line up until 11 o'clock today here, 1022. It is interesting, and, and guns and abortion have been two of the hot-button issues for for a long, long time. It, it kind of receded in a way to the background. Uh, abortion did, I think, for several years there for during the 90s and so forth. But, um, you know, it, it's it, you start, the debate starts with, you know, the, those that are um, on the on the pro-choice, the pro-choice side or for a woman's right to choose to have an abortion. Um, you know, what happens in the public discussion is, well, you're going to you're going to just ban all abortions. You can't have any abortions. That's what they're fearful of. And then on the other side with the guns, well, you're going to take away all the guns. And, you know, I don't think either one of those you're never going to not have any abortions and you're never not going to have any guns. So where is the working margin in there somewhere that people can work with? And I don't, you know, I know there are some bipartisan folks working in Washington now in the on the gun issue, but uh, that's the, you know, those are the markers that are laid out by, you know, from one end to the other. Uh, those are the two issues that most people stake out a position on, and they don't budge much, you know, and especially if you even start to hint that, well, maybe we ought to limit, you know, say limit abortions. Well, you're just going to limit all, you're going to ban all abortions. Oh, my goodness. That's your real goal. And then the other side with the guns is, well, you're going to try to ban all guns. And it's like, Somewhere, I, I think, somewhere there's a working margin in there somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Um, but I know it's, we just have way, way too many tragedies, like the folks in Texas. I mean, it's just really, really sad. Uh, 1024, here's Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Good, Brian. What's uh, up? Well, I'm weighing in on the gun thing a little bit. I mean, I'm no expert by any... Uh, means but i've i've been on john street 70 years never owned a gun uh never felt that i needed to own a gun uh i've been around over my uh 40 years in the union and construction trades with you know all kinds of hunting fishing guys Mm -hmm. and you know ursula was talking about that i guess they are 15 and semi-automatic uh rifle i know it is popular with the the hunting guys for several reasons and one of them is in your neighborhood uh they go on coyote hunts hmm. okay and for good reason you know they're they're farmers uh they ruin a lot of things in the farmer's world and also uh feral hogs maybe not in this area but you know once you get down south and you know it's used for that. It's used for more than target practice. You know, there's all kinds of clubs, gun clubs and stuff to do, you know, some kind of games or something, uh, you know, obstacle with weapons, you know, and people in training for, 
you know, Olympic or any other level of, uh, you know, target shooting. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is a purpose for it. And I think I heard Joe Biden say last couple of days on the news that uh, he can't understand how anybody needs anything more than just a twenty-two caliber pistol or a rifle. And, I mean... A twenty-two caliber is not going to stop somebody and a lot of different people that are criminals are trying to kill you. You know, they got a forty-four Magnum and you got a twenty-two. You know, they might take a bullet and and they put a forty-four on you and you're dead. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I, I think what most people assume is, and I, I've heard this discussion a lot too, is. Well, if I, you know, you and me are law-abiding citizens. We're not going to break gun laws. I mean, if I have a gun, I'm going to be very careful with it and all of that. But the criminals don't care about those. <laughs> They're going to get guns regardless of what the laws are. So all you're really doing is penalizing the law-abiding citizens because the people that are criminals are criminals by definition, and they're not going to. I mean, why would they care about a background check or a, you know that? You know what I mean? They're going to they're going to yeah. get it. They're going to get it. However, they're going to get it. I told an old friend of mine one time when we were talking politics and stuff, you know, um, you know, if we got something to say and it sounds reasonable, you know, we could start a movement. And Brian, you ought to run for Congress or something with that. And I'll, I'll say, that's right. That's all I got to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. People start I, coming. Right, that's right. Well, I can, yeah, I can, I, you can bet your ass I am not running for anything. So, right. Okay. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Kevin. I appreciate it. No, nope. I'm not. I'm not getting into that one. Not that game. Uh, the the election game. Ten twenty seven at DWS. Very happy doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, sports is uh, doing games is a lot safer. I can tell you that. Uh, Ten twenty eight at DWS. Back in a moment on Penny for your thoughts. Ten thirty at News Talk fourteen hundred DWX MX Electric celebrating twenty years. I've heard Max talk about that. And if you're looking for uh, any electrical service, big project, little project, uh, project in between size, you can uh, do it two one seven three five nine seventy two ninety three. If you've got a list of things that you need done and you're not quite sure what that might cost, hmm, I wonder what that would cost, huh? While he's here, I should have Max do this, or I should have him do that. I wonder what that would cost. Well, he can he can do that list thing for you and figure out, okay, here's what you're looking at, and you can decide, I, I want to do all of that, or maybe I'll just do this for now. Or maybe this one is the more pressing issue. Or maybe you need a generator with the severe weather coming along the way uh, this summer, you would assume. Maybe you need some uh, generator work done in your house and get a generator in store for when everything uh, – Snaps, crackles, and pops, as they say. So uh, check it out, 217-359-7293, MX Electric. Uh, Good morning, Brian. I'm ready to receive my $1,400 stimulus check to counter these high gas prices. (laughs) I don't think there's a stimulus check coming, is there? Not this year, anyway. And the deal in Illinois is we pay sales tax on the gas tax, the listener says. And with the cost of everything skyrocketing, I'd like to ask the county board members or county executive what they're doing to help their employees with the cost of living raises. 
All right, so that's in there as well here on the text line. All right, it's pretty busy. 1032 at Newstalk 1400. DWS. Our news this hour brought to you by Luther Falls Custom Kitchens. Granite and quartz prices starting at just $35 per square foot installed. 2706 North Mattis in Champaign. Visit online at lutherfalls.com. They bring us the news at the top of the hour. Bottom of the hour news coming up. Here's the latest from CBS. Yeah, it seems like we're um, we're going backwards. There is no easy way out, right? Uh, we're going back in time here. What did they say? The DeLorean is back. Top Gun is back. And uh, inflation's back. We're going back. The Wayback Machine. 1035, News Talk 1400, uh, DWS. Let's go to Joe. How you doing, Joe? Yes, good morning, Brian. Good morning. Uh, concerning this uh, War on fossil fuels by the Biden administration. He says it's to combat climate change. The Egyptian empire fell because of a severe drought that hit the area. The Nile dried up. They couldn't grow crops. People had to flee the region. It was not only the Egyptian area. It was the region, entire region over there. At one time, the Sahara Desert was a lush tropical savanna. Climate change caused that to become a desert. The Mayan Empire fell because of drought. The Anastasi nations in the southwest of the United States fell because of drought. What caused all of them? Why, uh, why, why did that occur? Uh, the Egyptian, was it the, the pharaohs driving their chariots around and horses passing gas caused that to happen? Mm -hmm. uh, it just doesn't make any sense. The... the uh, Climate changes, a lot of it's due to the sun, the sun's rotation, and uh, or the, the sun itself causing, causing the climate changes. Uh, yeah, it's changed. It is changing. I, I give them that. The climate's changing, but I don't know how much fossil fuels had to do with it. One volcano erupting puts, uh, I forget the statistics, but it's like... Uh, uh, more carbon and, and uh, garbage into the atmosphere than the, the combination of the uh, countries of the world and their emissions from gas. So I, yeah. I, I just I think this is all nonsense hmm. and all unnecessary. Right. All right, it's been around a while. All right, hey, thank you, Joe. Thank you. Appreciate it, sir. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Text line's been really busy today. Uh, 217-351-5357. Hi, good morning, Brian. Let me get this straight. Illinois lost a bunch of people in the census, so we lost a seat in the House. Now they say the census was wrong, and now Illinois has actually gained people, which was a story last week or the week before. Also, I see the Democrats are getting set up to claim voter fraud. Reports on the news today claim the Dominion voter machines have the ability to be hacked. Funny, when Trump mentioned the Dominion machines, the media only commented on how reliable and secure they were uh with the cost of everything okay i got that one let's see uh so the gop says inflation gas prices etc are biden's fault what is their plan surely if they have a plan to end all of this they shouldn't wait two years to unveil it pamela says share your plan if it brings relief to the people who you are working for put it out there i remember one of the biggest promises from trump when he was campaigning is he would invoke the biggest and best health care plan ever. So what happened with that? 
He only tried to tear down Obamacare all the time. So where was that brilliant plan? It's apparent that all the complaining Republicans have no plan to solve the current situation. They're content to drop everything in Biden's lap trying to make themselves look better. All right, that from uh, Pamela. Appreciate that. Uh, another text says, your dryer uses as much electricity as an electric car. You didn't see everyone yelling, we don't have the power grid for dryers, did you? I would have no idea. Is that true? A dryer uses as much electricity as an electric car? Well, for one thing, it's not moving, right? I mean, you've got to have the electric to power your vehicle forward. But I don't know. I have to look that one up. Uh, Brian just filled up my truck, $101.73. How about that? Gee whiz. And when electric cars do start coming to market, all the gas cars, and there are billions of them, are not going anywhere, this listener says. Not for 15 years anyway. And hi, Brian. The unemployment situation is so bad that Charlie the Tuna got canned. <laughs> okay. Tiny's up next. Hi, Tiny. Hey. Good morning. Yeah. Been a while since I dialed you. Anyway. Yeah. They talk about, well, number one, I, I want to agree with that guy on climate change completely. I'm old enough. I've lived through a few climate changes. I remember Lake Michigan going dry in the newspaper. They couldn't, they couldn't print enough about it. I remember when this is, this has not been too long ago. They was flooding up there in Lake Michigan and oh, it was terrible. And then on the East Coast, they was flooding out there and we had a drought here in this part of the country. Oh, I suppose it's been 10 years ago, a big drought. The corn didn't amount to nothing that year. Uh, we've had a lot of climate changes, and like the guy said, we're going to have more. And this is all a bunch of baloney, and I've got a better name for it. It has been all along. Uh, I can, I'm not going to take the time to quote out of the book that I've got on what all about this baloney with climate change and uh, but I, I'm just telling you it is it's sure it's going to change that's what happens in this world and has happened ever since anybody's collected any history all right the next thing is is people talk about buying electric cars and etc using electric cars and you know there's nobody talking about charging stations and how much it's billions and billions and billions of dollars. And do you know where there are any charging stations, Brian? If you had a electric yeah, car in the back, your back door? I'm trying to remember. Um, there's a couple around town I've seen, but I don't remember where. I know there was, yeah, a, know. There was a bunch at Disney World. I, never, I know that. <laughs> but, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. They're not out there very much. No, no. There's none down in Sydney, I mm. bet. <laughs> or Tolona. No, there's not. You know, they're just not there because of the money. It, uh, every charging station costs thousands of dollars. And they're not put up just uh, like a house uh, uh, charger, you know. And it costs a lot of money for when you put one in your house. You may have to change your service. I didn't say you did, so don't anybody call in and say that. Yeah. I said you may. May. Yeah. And I want to say one more thing. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, he arrived in office as a budding idiot. 
He's developed into a blooming idiot, and I'll tell you why. He shut off everything in our oil industry. We, If I'm not mistaken, we were the biggest producers of oil in the world. I think we even had Saudi Arabia beat at the time. That's, that's what I know. If you know any different, tell me. You're listening to me? Well, I am, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're talking about all the things Biden has done that reversed everything Trump did. Well, I'm talking about his oil producing. Yeah. And uh, it's shutting ours down, and we're the biggest oil producer in the, in the world mm-hmm. at, the, at the time. He shut the oil fields down, the pipelines down, and made it so tough on the refineries. Some of those had to close. He put restrictions on them. And then he's dumb enough. That's reason I call him a blooming idiot. He's dumb enough that it gets out, and he don't care that we're trying to buy oil off of Russia. I mean, we shouldn't even buy water off of Russia. And then they want it off of Venezuela. They're, they're one of those socialist countries. It's one of the richest countries in the world, and that's, that's what Biden's headed for. We're, we're in the Green Deal right now. People laugh their heads off. When those four stooges come out and said that uh, this is what we need in this country and blah, 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 and we couldn't have any milk cows because they were fluctuating and that would uh, screw the air. Can you imagine anybody being that dumb? Uh, all right. I can't, I, I, I can't. All right. If you're all right, I'm all right. Goodbye. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, by the way, he asked, uh, Tiny asked about charging stations, and I knew I'd seen some around. Uh, there are charging stations at Meyer. One listening listener says there are multiple charging stations at Meyer and at the I Hotel. Been there for years. Okay, appreciate that. And Brian, your electric car will eventually need a new set of batteries. Ten thousand dollars, about seven to ten ten years out. And if you want to sell your car, who wants to buy it knowing it needs batteries? Yeah, you got to have. You got to have batteries. Ten forty-five at DWS. Michael's up next. Hi, Michael. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm not too bad. Just a couple of passing thoughts. You know, obviously, I don't live there in Champaign anymore, as you know. We do down here. We do have charging stations, and I set this up saying that I consider myself, I don't know, middle of the road conservative, right? Something like that, and. Uh, Two, two points. I We do own, my wife and I do own an electric car, mostly because it works pretty well for her to get back and forth. She works at Florida Gulf Coast University, and she can actually charge it there for free. But the infrastructure is not there yet. So even if you supported the, the, the idea that we should convert to electric cars, I mean, you need basically a dryer outlet in your garage to charge it. It, about, it charges about 30 miles per hour, but it does cost money. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's not it's not free. We have probably more charging stations than you do. And it may be a good idea for the future, but the problem is the infrastructure is just not mm-hmm. there. Our other car is a gas-driven car. It has to be because if you're going to drive more than the 225 miles that the car can go, you're, you know, you're searching for a charger, and it's just inconvenient. If you stayed completely on the interstate, I think, you, at least in Florida, you could pretty much, you could do it. Mm. But, um 
my, you know, just for perspective from somebody that owns one, and again, I, I'm not doing it for climate change. It's just basically it works in our situation. The big thing I called about was Ursula talked about the AK weapons being designed for the military. That's not really true. They're not used in the military. I've never owned a gun, don't have any interest in owning a gun. But my question would always be this. If you truly believed passing another law would change all the violence, then I'm all in. Do it. Go for it. But the reality is is that we have many, many laws, whether they be drug laws or we have murder laws or we have theft laws or we have go right on down the, the, the road. And all those laws are broken. And, and you said something that's kind of the same way. You said that um, we're penalizing the those of us that would want to own a gun. I guess I'm just more pragmatic. I just look at it from the standpoint of that passing a law outlawing some something that isn't going to get followed doesn't solve the problem so you know you know the deal i mean we yeah. we definitely need to we need to harden the targets as best we can and that's not going to solve everything but the gun the people that want to do this there are millions and millions and millions of these weapons in this country so the only way to really do something about them is to confiscate them all if you do that if you said, okay, we're going to pass a law, we're going to outlaw guns, and we're going to confiscate them, you would immediately have a civil war. It would be, it would be catastrophic. So why aren't we pragmatic and think, okay, what can we do? Hmm. We did it with airports after 9-11 because it was such a tragedy. We figured, look, we got we got to secure the airports. We did it. How many planes crash into buildings now? All right. Yeah. Now there's I a mean, solution it, out there it, somewhere. I just don't know what it is, and that's... I don't either, yeah, and it, yeah. it sure is weird. I mean, you and I are the same age and everything, and I just watch it, and I'm just like, and again, I don't own a gun. I don't, I'm not advocating for, you know, everybody should own a gun, but you got to solve the problem, whether, and that's just not going to do it. It, mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's just not. Certainly not yet now, and it's the same thing with this uh, electric vehicle thing. Could we have electric vehicles in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Sure, maybe, but not today. We can't have every vehicle be electric. Right. So is your electric bill higher because you're charging at home? I mean, what does it cost you to... It is. It it is it is higher. Oh. Um, it costs about, probably about 50 to 60 bucks a month. So it's, I would say, if I was just trying to guess the best I could, it's about half the price of gasoline. But now remember, as electricity goes up in price, which of course it goes up for us here too, then that increases it give or take i'd say it's about 50 percent of the mm. price of gas mm. hey very good it works great yeah That's it works it, uh, like you like you yeah. yeah like you said you can only go so far and then you got to look for another charge station so that's um that's the got, i mean so if you travel cross country you're owning a gasoline powered car you know like if i want to drive to tampa let's say i've got to have a gasoline powered car because it, i would have to stop and find a charger could you do it sure but it's inconvenient in today's world. Right. All right. Hey, thank you, Michael. Yeah, have a great day. Good, good stuff. To yep, good yeah. to hear from you. 10.50, a break. Back in a moment. 10.53 at uh, Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. 
The events of 2020 dramatically changed the economic landscape. Millions of consumers created new online buying behaviors and habits, and uh, that has led to identity theft, fraud, phishing attempts, etc. And uh, June is Internet Safety Month. Keep your computers and mobile devices up to date. Keep personal information personal. Secure your Internet connection. Shop safely. With constant changes in technology, there are always new ways for us. The best way to protect yourself is to be proactive and Money Matters at Busey.com can help get you set up with all of that. So as we start the month of June, think about your Internet safety. All right, lots of texts here, too, that have come in. Uh, gas is over $9 a gallon in Germany. Biden didn't cause the gas to go up in Germany. The three major companies that make gas over have over $30 billion of profits per quarter. Everyone should watch 60 Minutes from last Sunday. They had a segment on the AR-15, what the bullet does to the human body. It was mind-blowing. They need to make they need to be made illegal right now. Start by making the bullets illegal. All right, 1054. Ken is with us. Hi, Ken. Good morning, Brian. Hey. You, you do a great you do a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I'm responding to Michael, the previous caller who owns the EVs. Mm-hmm. Uh and, uh, yeah, he made a lot of good points, but I, I just wanted to, earlier in his conversation, well, uh, he mentioned uh, later in his conversation that he pays 50 to 60 a month to charge for charging mm-hmm. the vehicles. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I just wanted to remind everybody that earlier in the conversation, he also mentioned that his uh, wife gets to charge hers for free at her job. So, uh, you might want to factor that in when you look at that uh, cost per month. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. right. Yep. And now electricity's going up, so they they're getting us on both ends, Ken. That is <laughs> for sure. No kidding. <laughs> and as far as Germany, uh, that comment, that text you just wrote, mm. read. I aren't they kind of mostly kind of a socialist country in a way? I mean, so no telling about how much tax they pay in that uh, price per gallon. You know, I I could, there's yeah. probably a lot of. And I'm sure there's a lot of factors involved there. Their 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 country isn't. Their economy isn't like ours, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. Yeah, I think the, a lot of the European countries are what they call democratic socialist. Um, yes, you know, a lot yes, of uh, yeah. some socialism mixed in, you know, somewhat with democratic, and they got a, you know, a parliament and a, you know, a, you know, a head of state. You know, it was um, Angela Merkel mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. So anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's there's some similarities, but. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for taking my call. Very good. Thank you. The other, thank you. Appreciate it, Ken. And the other uh, European nations, a lot were dependent on gas, natural gas, and other fuel from Russia through Ukraine. In a lot of a lot of times, it's all interconnected. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Hi. I had a suggestion. Um, Wondered if you could have since people call and they say, "Oh." this weapon is this and this weapon is that and what's an assault rifle and what's not and what the average person should have. Can you have on, say, a, you know, a gun expert, whether they're military or, or who trains the police in Champaign or somebody, and kind of straighten out the actual definition of assault rifle yeah. versus no, that's, not? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking for... 
I'm certainly, if anybody's got any suggestions as to who would be good, you know, because um, I, I don't know who who that would be, but I'm certainly open to it for sure. Yeah, they, yeah. I think you could probably find, you know, somebody who teaches a CCL class or something. Yeah. But, you know, I, if you look up the definition of an assault rifle in the ATF, it's anything, this is, this is ridiculous, and it says, it boggles the mind, mm-hmm. anything that shoots over a twenty two. Well, an AR-15 shoots a twenty two. Yeah, I, so, I I don't know enough about that's it would it would educate me right. too because I don't and I'm sure there are a lot of people like yeah, me that hear all these a lot terms. Of people educated, yeah, and then people will get on there and say I don't even know why you need a gun. So or and depending on the state, it is if you have a detachable magazine. So technically, that would mean that all our police forces are call, are carrying an assault weapon, which is fine with me. I mean, they need it, <laughs> so that's cool. But um, when people translate assault weapon into what their mind shows on TV is not the truth. So I just wanted to have see if you could do that. Yeah. No, that's a great suggestion. Have somebody on. Yeah. Thank okay, you, great. Cindy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. Let me let me get Bye-bye. to work on that. Yeah. Ten fifty nine. Yeah. It would help me. I know it would help a lot of you too, because you you hear these terms thrown around in the news and they're just interchanging it's like, okay, what's it almost becomes mind numbing. You just don't even know, okay, what are we talking about here? Uh, a couple of things here, text, and I've got some left over I'll get to at the start of the show tomorrow, uh, so don't feel bad. I, I've just run up against the clock here. Those charging stations take about 45 minutes to get a full charge. Talk about waiting in line. And an in-home charge takes about 14 hours, one person says. And, hey, Brian, I filled my truck $130 at $5.09 a gallon at Circle K. Yeah, well, it's getting expensive. So hang in there. I'm with you. I kind of grimace anymore when I see my uh, fuel gauge going down. It's like, really, I've got to fill it again? All right, back tomorrow with more. Uh, A lot of open line time tomorrow. We'll do more of this, and I'll catch up on all these texts, too. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, the news next at 11 Central.